Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey guys, we'll begin to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, uh, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, we're so thankful that you guys are here and you're with us. Uh, you can find the podcast on YouTube. You can find the podcast anywhere you can get your podcast. So again, I ask that you guys to be patient with me still. I'm in a transitional period. Um, so the video portion isn't up yet, but it'll be up. Uh, the studio uh, will be built, Lord willing. So while that's going, uh, we'll still have audio. But thank you guys so much for being patient with me. And I'm so glad I can still do this with you guys as we're transitioning. All right. So here's our um, here's our topic. And this is this is um, you may have been confused, actually. When you saw it, you're just like, what are you talking about? Let me explain, okay? It'll make sense. So the topic is this. Just be a ghost and go to the fortress. Just be a ghost and go to the fortress. Well, what, is that, what does that mean? Well, here's where we're going with this. So as we grow, as we mature, even as we just get older and as, as life passes and we go through life, there's going to be some things that you uh, that you face and there's going to be some experiences that you're going to go through. And when you go through those experiences and when you go through those things, sometimes it's hard to get back on the horse, per se. Sometimes I mean, so with some some can get on the horse, you know, really quick and that's not necessarily a fault. You know, that's that's some people and that's OK. But for some people, it takes a little bit longer to get back on the horse after they go through certain experiences. And when they go through those experiences, uh, maybe you're like me, you know, maybe you need some time and maybe you just need some space to um, to rebuild, to, to figure things out, to, to self-examine, to really see, um, you know, how you can get better. And sometimes what that space can become for us that are like that. Sometimes, you know, we need our time to figure things out or we need our we need our space. But sometimes we can get too comfortable in the space. And <clears throat> sometimes we only intend to be gone for maybe two weeks, for maybe a month. But then that that month, that two weeks turns into two years, turns into five years, turns into 10 years. And next thing you know, you become so comfortable that you become a ghost. You know, you've you've kind of isolated yourself from everybody. You know, you've you've built this fortress into a castle and that's where you live. That That's that's where you abide. You abide in your fortress. And so, you know, as we talk about this today, you know, as we go through these experiences and we face certain things in life together as Christians and as we walk as we walk with the Lord, it's a it's we have to understand it's okay to need your space. It's okay to go away. And we're going to look at some some scriptural examples of why that works. But we have to understand the thing about the fortress is it's not meant to be your home. The fortress is meant to recharge you so you could go back. Sometimes what some of us are really good at is because of failures 
um, because of experiences, because of disappointments. Sometimes we can internalize that to a level where we, we say to ourselves, that thing or that experience or that disappointment, I never want to face anything like that again. So in order for me to never face anything like that again, well, I guess what I'll do is I'll never put myself in the situation for that ever to happen again. So I'll isolate. So I'll never give I'll never give anything the chance to do that. And so you make the fortress your home. And for some of us, that's easy to do. But as we talk about this, we're going to figure out we're going to we're not actually going to figure anything out. So let's change that. We're going to let the scripture give us some principles of how can we get better when these things happen. But also we're going to let the scripture tell us, you know, once we're recharged and once we're ready to go, we can't make the fortress a home. Okay, so maybe you could relate to that, right? Maybe, <clears throat> maybe you know what it feels like to totally isolate. Maybe you know what it feels like, maybe to be in that fortress to isolate yourself to a level where you become a ghost. And so, how can we get through that? Well, let's look at this here. So, you think about you know, I think about Jesus, right? And you think about all the responsibility that was put on him. You know, you think about. Um, you know, his mission, that's a responsibility. You think about him teaching, that's a responsibility. You think about him grooming the disciples, that's a responsibility. You think about him, you know, preparing himself to go to the cross, that's a responsibility. Jesus had so much going on. And, and you even think about his enemies that wanted to kill him. You know, now he had to deal with that. Now that's a burden on his back. Jesus had a lot going on. He had a lot going on. And sometimes when you have a lot going on, sometimes we think we just got to we just have to keep carrying it. But Jesus showed us a principle where when when these things happen in your life, sometimes you do need your space. You sometimes you need time to figure stuff out. So let's look at this. Let's look at um, let's look at Luke chapter five before we kind of get into more concepts here. Let's go to Luke chapter five. And I want to look at um, specifically verses 15 and 16. So in the context from verses 12 to 14, Jesus heals a leper. But then in verse 14, he charged them to tell no man, but go to the priest, right? So now we find ourselves in verse 15. Now the text says, but the so much more, his fame went out abroad him and brought great multitudes together to come hear him, to be healed him of their infirmities. So then watch what Jesus did in verse 16. And so all that fame started to happen. Right. All everybody wanted him to do everything for him, for them and their mom. Right. But then verse 16 and Jesus withdrew himself into the wilderness and he prayed. You know, sometimes, guys, um, as you grow older, the one thing that's always going to be put on you and the more things that will happen, you'll, you'll understand that responsibilities are going to come. And not only. Are you responsible for yourself? But the more you grow older, you're going to be responsible for others. And so when you become responsible for others, you know, you don't take on their problems, but there's more there's more things for you to handle. So then sometimes what we can become, uh, especially as Christian people, what can what we can become for people is yes, man. So whenever somebody wants something, okay, okay, cool. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. So you just say yes, because if you don't say yes, then you'll be guilted 
why, why are you saying no? Aren't you supposed to be a Christian? Aren't you supposed to be? You see how we can let people guilt us into doing things for them? And sadly to say, that attitude has even crept among our brethren. You know, we, we've kind of made this servant attitude. You always have to say yes. You can never say no to another Christian. And so notice what Jesus did here. So Jesus had all these people wanting to heal, wanting them to be healed of their diseases. But what did he do in verse 16? Hey, look, I got to go. He withdrew himself. So sometimes in these situations, guys, when you face disappointments, when you face certain experiences, experiences in your life, sometimes what you got to do. And to be honest, from the scripture, this is a skill. This is a skill. Sometimes you have to know how much you can take. And then once you hit your limit. You have to say, hey, look, I got to go. You got to withdraw yourself. And sometimes, um, you know, you got to withdraw yourself for yourself. But notice what Jesus did. Jesus went to the fortress. He went and he went to go pray. And so let, let's stop right there and let's make some application for us. So we've gone through experiences. We've gone through disappointments. We've gone through failures. So guess what? Right now. As you're going through those disappointments and failures, guess what? Right now, it's okay to be in the fortress right now. Because guess what? The disappointment, the failure, those experiences, they're fresh, right? They're still new. So it's okay for you to be in the fortress right now. But here's the thing. <clears throat> As we're in the fortress, what are you doing while you're there? See, what you're doing while you're there matters. But what did Jesus do? He went and he prayed. So when these happen, when these things happen in our lives, what what stops us and what stagnates us is we go to the fortress and we sulk. We get mad and then we in the fortress, we don't take accountability for anything in the fortress. We blame everybody else why things didn't work out in the fortress. We make ourselves the hero and we make everybody else around us the villain. And we sit there and we sulk and we try to justify why we feel the way that we feel. And then we're not we're not growing. So then no wonder when we come back, we're weak because we didn't do the work in the fortress. So as we grow, understand it's OK to go to the fortress. But what are you doing while you're there? When you're in the fortress, you got to pray. You know, we, we talk about, right, pray without ceasing. Right. And Jesus knew where to go when he needed that help. When it was too much, when so much was on him, Jesus knew how to go off on his own, and he also knew who to go to. And so now as we talk about this, it's so it's so important that we understand how to go through this because this is going to be necessary. And I even think about another um, uh, another account of Jesus doing this. You know, I believe it's uh, it's it's Matthew chapter 26, right? Even when when Jesus was in the garden. Right. When even when he was in the garden, he prayed, but he had to go a little bit farther. And so sometimes, guys, you have to learn to withdraw yourself. All right. But then let's talk a little bit more. But here's what tends to happen. So now, since we laid this foundation work, y'all, here's what can happen. So we've gone through our failures. We've gone through our disappointments. We've gone through our experiences. We go to the fortress. And as we go to the fortress and we become a ghost and we isolate ourselves from everybody, this is the dangerous part about that. Instead of the fortress being a seasonal stay, we make the fortress a yearly stay. So what we can do 
is we can become so comfortable in the fortress because when you think about it, why is the fortress so comfortable? Think about it. You're away from people. You're away from your enemies. There's peace there. There's comfort there. There's no work there. So now you've almost created your own mental paradise. And so remember, what's still fresh in your mind? The failure and the disappointment and the, the experience that you faced. So now you go to the fortress, which brings you a level of peace. And so guess what we say in our minds? Why would I want to go back? Why would I want to go back and, and potentially face the same thing I just faced? Why would I want to go back and potentially go through the same failure I just went through? Why would I want to go back and face the potential disappointment that I just faced? Why would I want to go back when I could just stay here? I could stay away from people. I don't have to deal with anything. I could just I could be here. And so sometimes, guys, that's where that's where we become the ghost. We become the ghost by isolating ourselves and making our own island. You know, I think about, you know, a secular example here, but, you know, one of my favorite characters is Superman. And sometimes when when the when being a hero was too much for him, he would go to the Fortress of Solitude. And as he would go there, he would talk with his father. He would talk, you know, to uh, those of his uh, of his race um, of of the uh, of the uh, Kryptonians. And he just try to figure things out. You know, how can I survive here when I'm not one of them? And so there was a time where he just felt like, you know what? Metropolis doesn't really need me. These people here don't really need me. Lois really doesn't need me. So, you know what? I'm just I'm just going to stay in the fortress. And so two weeks turned into two years. He became a ghost. You know, the thing about it, guys, for us as Christian people, sometimes we've made the fortress our home. And in making the fortress our home, we don't want to work anymore. We don't want to grow anymore, Second Peter chapter 3. We don't want to put on and put off anymore, Colossians chapter 3. You know, we don't want to go through trial anymore, what Peter mentions and what Job mentions in Job chapter 23, verse 10. We don't want to go through those things because we made ourselves so comfortable in this bubble of our own fortress that we want, we want to protect ourselves and we want to protect everybody else that we know from trouble. We don't want to face anything. And so when you think about it, guys, the longer that you stay in that fortress that you're in, even though you feel like you're protected from a future disappointment, even though you feel like you're protected from a future failure, even though you feel like you're protected from going through another future bad experience, the longer that you stay in that fortress that you've made up, the weaker you're going to become. The longer that you stay in that fortress the weaker you're going to become. And sometimes what we can do as well, even as Christian people, sometimes what we can do is we can make even the body of Christ a fortress, meaning we can make it at least try our best to make it to a place where there's, there's no problems. There's no issues. There's no, there's no things to face. There's no trial. There's no challenge. There's no growth pains. There's nothing. We kind of, we kind of want to make ourselves in the church this utopia when that's not what it's meant to be. We're meant to fight. But the church, when we come together, guess what the church is? The church is a fortress to encourage one another, keep going, 
Keep keep fighting, keep growing, keep maturing, keep getting better, keep going through it. Yeah, I know you faced this, but go back. Yeah, I know you went through this, but go back. Yeah, I know you went through this disappointment, but go back stronger. The church is supposed to be a fortress where we build each other up to go back. But what the church has become is become this comfort zone where we tell everybody, no, instead of going back, why don't you back up your stuff and why don't you stay here longer? We make each other weak. And so when you think about Jesus, Jesus, he went off and the text said he went off to pray. But Jesus always came back and he always came back. And what did he do when he got back? He always went back to work. You see, guys, the Bible calls us. <clears throat> it doesn't call us to be a ghost from everybody. So that we can avoid pain and avoid failures and avoid trial and avoid hurt. And the Bible doesn't call us to stay in this fortress where we avoid those things. The Bible calls us to fight. Ephesians chapter 6. Put on the armor. The Bible calls us to be a light. Matthew chapter 5. The Bible calls us to show the love of God through preaching the word. But but if we stay in the fortress because we're so afraid of going through another failure and disappointment or going through more trial and hurt, we're really hurting ourselves. So sometimes, guys, what we have become. We've made. Ourselves. And at sometimes we've even made the body a fortress. Where we stay rather than make it a seasonal stay so that we can go back to fight. You know, sometimes guys, um, you know, we go through certain things in life and I think about Luke 15 and sometimes, you know, even after a failure, you know, sometimes even after a disappointment, even after you've sinned, sometimes the guilt can be so heavy that you don't, you know, you don't feel worthy to go back to the fortress, you know? And, you know, I think about what, what the younger son did in Luke 15, he went back home and naturally, just because you're dealing with people, yeah, you'll have a majority that'll come and celebrate with you. But you'll also have a majority that's like that big brother that will always criticize you for coming back. But who are we living for? Are we living for people? Or are we living for God? So my my admonishment to you through the scripture, the scriptures admonishment is not even mine. If you if you're in a place in your life where You've totally shut God out. If you're in a place in your life where because of the things you've seen, because of the experiences that you face inside, inside the church and outside, it, you've just been constantly disappointed. If you're in a place where you just feel like, you know what, I want to take things into my own hands and I want to live my life this way and I want to make my own fortress. Let me tell you guys something. If you're in that space, you're in a dangerous spot. You're in a dangerous spot today and you don't need to be there for too long. And especially if that fortress that you're making, if that fortress isn't the body of Christ, Ephesians chapter four. And so what we can do when we go through these things in our lives, just as Jesus went through it. Sometimes, guys, we can become a ghost and we can just stay. <clears throat> we can stay in our fortress and so for me personally, and I talked with, with Sam Lawrence about this last night as we kind of looked through this and, and we talked through some of this stuff too, 
it's easy for me to isolate. Bro, 100 percent. I mean, I mean, you think about that Superman example. Superman said, you know what? I'm not wanted. You know, the, the people don't want me here. Metropolis doesn't want me here. Lois doesn't want me here. That's fine. I'll go off on my own. I could do that quickly too. Okay, cool. I can go off on my own. Where you're not wanted, it's very, I can do, bro, come on now. It's it's easy to do that. And especially it's easy for you to do that when outside of your immediate family, being alone is all you know. So it's nothing new. But sometimes what you can do is you can become so comfortable with isolation that um, that you don't know how to come back. You know, think about this. Think about Exodus chapter four. And I think Moses, <clears throat> I think Moses fell into this. So think about this with me. Moses's last experience that he remembers from Egypt is being run out because of fear of death. So when Moses runs out, he goes to Midian and Midian becomes his fortress. So remember, he's running from a bad experience and he's running from failure. So Moses makes Midian his fortress. So he's in Midian for 40 years. He gets married. He becomes a shepherd. He has children. So he's become so comfortable in his fortress that this is what he wants to do. But then in in Exodus chapter four, what's the thing that God tells him to do? God tells him to go back. You need, you've been here at this fortress for too long. It's time for you to go back. And what did Moses spend most of the chapter telling God I can't do? I'm not going to do it. I'm not eloquent enough. I can't speak. I'm slow. Go send someone else. What am I going to say? They're not going to believe me. All this stuff. You see, here's, here's the danger of, um, of being a ghost and isolating yourself in a fortress for too long. It's when there when God presents an opportunity for you to go back, you'll make an excuse that you can't do it, even though you have the ability to do it. So think about the excuses that he just mentioned. I can't speak. I'm not eloquent. What will they say? Uh, they won't listen. All these things that he said. But when you think about Acts chapter seven, wasn't Moses trained in all the ways of the Egyptians? So if he was trained in all the ways of the Egyptians, when you really look at the stuff he was trained in, guess what he was trained in? He was trained to be a public speaker based on Egyptian culture. He was trained to lead a battle. He was trained to lead people. So guess what? Within him, he already had everything that he needed because God helped him get there. He had everything he needed, guys. But because he had become so comfortable becoming a ghost and he had become so comfortable living in that fortress away from problems, away from future failures, away from future disappointments, away from future hurt. He becomes so, so comfortable in that spot that he even doubted the skill that he had within him. So, you know, some of you guys that are listening today. You guys have the skill within you to do what the Lord wants you to do, you have it and you know you have it. But because of the life that you've lived up to this point and because of your experiences and because of sulking and because of not taking accountability and because of blaming everybody else and and what they said and what they did and doing all this stuff, you make excuses why you can't do it. But when you think about Exodus, after all these excuses, 
How did God feel about that? Once you read the text, God said he got mad at him. You know, the not a lot of things, there's some things in scripture that get God angry. But one of the things that we see that angers God is when he sees his children who he knows are absolutely capable of living this Christian life, make the excuse that they can't, that makes God hot. It makes him mad. And so the thing about it, too, is in Exodus 4, he had an answer for everything Moses said. I'm not eloquent. Well, wait a second. Who made your mouth? I'll send Aaron with you, too. And he said, if they don't believe you, they'll believe this, this. If they don't believe you, they'll believe this. And if they say who sent you, say I am, then I am sent you. I'm with you. Now you just have to go. Guess what God was doing to Moses in Exodus 4, guys? He was kicking him out of the fortress. He said, hey, man, look, you've been here long enough. It's time to go. You know, sometimes, guys, with our friends <coughs> and with our family, sometimes they need some help getting out that fortress. Sometimes friends and family have been in a fortress so long that they don't think they can get out. But guys, we got to help them. And maybe that's been you. And maybe I could do that for you today. Look, it's time for you to get out. It's time for you to get out the fortress that you've made. But now let's go here. Okay, so let's take it this way. So when we think about the fortress and becoming a ghost, we've seen from from Moses, specifically in Exodus four, that sometimes the fortress for us can be a place. Right. And so for Moses, his fortress was Midian because he was going to do everything in his power not to go back to Egypt because I don't want to go back there <clears throat> because the last time I went back there, I faced disappointment. I'm not going back. So not only can the fortress be a place, but your fortress can also be a person. You know, you think about um, there's so many examples that we can use. But, you know, 1 Corinthians 15, right? Evil communications corrupt good morals. Sometimes what we can do, you know, I think about Luke 15. You know, he was around the father and he was around the people he needed to be around in the beginning of the text. Right. In verses right um, in, in that text in Luke 15. So he was around his father. He was around the people he needed to be around. But what he decided to do was he decided to run to his fortress which was those that were around him. So sometimes what we can do, guys, is we can leave the people that we know that we need to have in our lives to go to the people that are going to support us living in the fortress. So, and we know that we're not idiots. We know we're not idiots. So if, if I'm, the, if I'm the, the younger son in Luke 15 and I have the father here and, I'm, and the father is saying, well, he didn't say this in the text, but I'm just saying as, as an example here. So if the father's saying here, why don't you stay? I, you know, everything is here and you can build interest on this money rather than asking for it early. Why don't you just stay and let's let's keep working together in terms of, um, you know, in the in the church. Let's keep working in the church together. But then the younger son says, you know what? I'm not going to do that. These friends over here, I'm going to go. I'm going to go do that with them. I'm going to go spend my money with them. I'm going to go live riotous with them. And so they support my lifestyle. 
What's my lifestyle? My lifestyle is is being comfortable in the fortress. Because guess what? That's what he's doing and that's what she's doing and that's what he's doing and that's what she's doing. And I know that if I go where where he's at, if I go where she's at, if I go where they're at, I know they're not going to challenge me like you did. They're not going to challenge me to sacrifice stuff. They're not going to challenge me to be a better Christian. They're not going to challenge me to be a better man or a woman. They're going to accept the same stuff I accept and they're not going to push me. So that's why I want to stay with him. That's why I want to stay with her. Guys, we know what we're doing. And so sometimes the fortress that we go to, sometimes it's not a place. Sometimes the fortress is people. And sometimes we'll gravitate to the people that we know are going to agree with everything we agree with. Well, I don't really think that's sin. You don't either? That's great. We can be friends. I don't think it's really that bad. You don't either? We can be friends. Uh, I, I just, I mean, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. I mean, I, I mean, as long as they're not doing it with me, I'm cool. Really? You agree with that too? Let's, okay, great. So then we go to those people because they're living in the fortress just like we're living in it. You see why going to those different types of people like we see in Luke 15, that they can be a fortress for us too and we become a ghost? You know, I think about Demas. When Demas was with Paul, Paul said, Demas has forsaken us. Demas has gone to those other people. Demas has gone to the world. Sometimes, guys, as we live this Christian life, and just being transparent with you here, living this Christian life requires sacrifice, which is hard on a daily basis. Living this Christian life means adjusting your life to the Bible, which is hard on a daily basis. Living the Christian life means not doing things that your family wants you to do or what everybody else is doing. It's what Jesus wants you to do. Guess what? That's that's tough. That's hard. But aesthetically speaking, for most people, what would you rather do? Would you rather sacrifice and give up things and be the quote unquote black sheep of your family? Or would you rather just tolerate everything and be accepted? Which one would you pick? Which one would everybody else normally would pick? Well, I really don't want to be different from them. And plus everybody else except. So I just, you see what I'm saying? So now we can become a ghost and live in that fortress based off of the people that we're with. So sometimes, guys, the fortress isn't just a place. The fortress can be a person, too, or people. But here's the, here's the last thing I want to mention, too. Here's what else the fortress can be. The fortress can also be your possessions. You know, sometimes as, as we go through life, some of us will be blessed with monetary things, maybe by our jobs, maybe by what we work or how we work. Some of us may be blessed with those things. And if you are, that's not necessarily bad, but sometimes we can put our trust in those possessions. You know, I think about, you know, even in Matthew chapter 19, right? Verses 16 through 24, right? Remember with the the rich young ruler there, I've kept, I've kept all this uh, from my youth. Right. I've done I've done I've done all the commands you asked me to do. I've done it all. But remember when Jesus asked him. Jesus said, sell all that you have and give to the poor and come follow me. And what did the young man do? 
The Bible says he walked away sorrowful for he had great riches. See, sometimes we become a ghost and we become a fort and we go to the fortress because of our money. And sometimes we can't let that go. And I even think of uh, Luke chapter 12, right? Verses 16 through 34, right? With the, with the rich man there, right? Look at, look at everything that the ground has brought me. I'll fill my barns and I'll pull my barns down and I'll build greater ones and I'll bestow all my fruits. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thy knees, eat, drink, and be merry. That's what I want to do with my life. I, I mean, I want to be a Christian, but I want to build my life and I want to have all this money and I want to build bigger. But what did God call him in verse 20? God said, you fool. <laughs> this night, your soul is going to be required of you. And then he said, those things that be that you were just talking about, whose things are those going to be now? So sometimes the fortress can be our possessions. You know, and even with Solomon, what did Solomon say? All is vanity. All is vanity. But Solomon, see, Solomon figured it out the long way. Solomon got everything he wanted. And in the end, it still wasn't enough. See, that's the thing sometimes, guys, is sometimes as, when we go through this life like Solomon, and it's not bad to have goals and dreams and all that stuff. But sometimes when that becomes your life, and because of your work ethic, you're going to get those things. And even when you get it, it won't be enough. And Solomon got everything he could have ever wanted. And it still wasn't enough. But he said at the end, this is the whole duty of man to fear God and keep his commandments. See, the thing about it, guys, is as you grow and mature in this life, it's twofold. You can get and you can attain every possession, every place, and every person you've ever wanted. But when you get those things, and even when you get those people, it's still not enough. And you'll find that out. It's still not enough. But then here's the other side of the coin. Sometimes when you give yourself to those places, you give yourself to those people and you give yourself to those possessions. You can give everything that you have to those things. And sometimes still you're not enough. So on either side of the coin, you're going to come up short. But here's the thing about God. And this is the beauty about him, y'all. When I give and when you give everything that you got to God. It's enough and you're enough. So what would you rather do? Would you rather give of yourself to things, people and possessions? And no matter how hard you work, it's still not enough for them. You can walk that path if you would like, because that's your choice. Or would you rather give everything that you're given to these people and places and possessions and rather than giving it to them, give it to God and then he continues to help you out? Which one do you want? You know, I've heard some people before 
And there's some there's some people that I've heard and they talked about, I gave everything to this job. I gave everything to it. But then after I gave everything, it was like I gave nothing. You know, I was watching a movie the other day and a guy was, um, he's a coach in the NBA. And he's networking and he's been in the coaching circuit for 30 years, networking with everybody. For 30 years, y'all, he gave his life, sacrificed his family time, sacrificed time with his daughter, sacrificed his own time just to do what they wanted him to do. But then the one time after 30 years, he never asked them for anything. The one time he asked them for something, nobody picked up the phone. And there was a scene where he was crying and he hugged his wife. And he said, after 30 years, I gave everything and it still wasn't enough. See, guys, sometimes we won't really get that until that happens to you. Because sometimes you can give your all. I mean, when I mean all, I mean all. You can give of your time. You can give of your prayers. You can give of your tears. You can give of your heart. You can give of your time. You can give everything. And sometimes for some, it's just no matter what you do, it's never enough. You'll always come up short. And let me tell you guys something. That's tiring. That's tiring. But the great thing about working with God is I can give the same time. I can give the same effort. I can give the same tears. I can give the same work ethic to him. And he will always accept it. I will never come up short with him. So who would you guys rather give to? Who has become your fortress? Have those places and people and possessions, have they become your fortress? Or has God? You know, here's something I want to look at too. Here's one of the last things here. Look at Psalm 18. Psalm 18. And I believe it's verses 1 and 2. We talk about this fortress, right? So as we make our application here, maybe you're in a spot where after you've listened, and even if you're listening now, that you've realized that throughout your life, you find yourself in a cycle where you're constantly giving your, you're constantly um, letting people, possessions, and places be your fortress. You're giving them everything that you got and you're falling short because naturally that's what you're going to do with those things. Maybe you figured out this ain't it, but maybe also you figured out that it's not it. But maybe you're in that gray area where you don't know what to do. So look at this. Look at Psalm 18. And look at what David said. And David specifically saying this when the Lord delivered him out of the hand of Saul. So keep that in mind too, okay? Verse 1. I will love thee, O Lord, who is my strength. The Lord is my rock. He is my fortress. He is my deliverer. My God, he is my strength in whom I will trust. He is my buckler. He is the horn of my salvation. He is my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who was worthy to be praised. 
so shall I be saved from my enemies. You know, you think about David in the midst of being delivered from Saul. He said, Who, who's my fortress? No person, no thing, or no place. He said, God, you are my fortress. So for those in that space right now, if anything or anyone else is your fortress, you got a problem. Because you're putting your confidence in them. You're putting your confidence in the place and you're putting confidence in your money. Everything described in Psalm 18, one through three should never describe another person. It should never describe a place and it should never describe your money. That is only reserved for God. He is the fortress. So maybe as we've talked today, maybe you're like, the church in Laodicea and Revelation where you're not really hot, but you're not really cold, but you've lost your first love. Maybe it's time for you today. Maybe it's time for you to pack your bags as hard as it might be because you're so comfortable, right? Maybe it's time for you to pack your bags, turn in your room key, And it's time for you to leave the fortress today. It's time for you to leave that place of comfort that you've that you've created. It's time for you to leave that place of being scared. It's it's time for you to leave there. And maybe it's time for you to come back home. Maybe right now you're living that type of life right now. Maybe you're living a life where. To avoid problems. To avoid disappointments, to avoid hurt, maybe you've boxed yourself into a level where you've given no one access, not even God, access to you, where you've totally isolated yourself and you're living the way you want to live. I implore you, you got to come back. As how, you know, and here's the last example, guys, I promise. Matthew 26. And I talked with Sam about this last night. This was powerful. When Jesus went off three times to pray, Jesus went to the fortress, which was his father. And as he went to his father, remember he said, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but thy will be done. You know, here's the thing about the fortress. As Jesus was there, Jesus being God and all knowing, he knew the pain that was about to come. He knew the suffering. He knew the scourging. He knew the disrespect. He knew the spitting. He knew the he knew the backstabbing. He he knew the he knew the denial. All that was about to come. He knew it. He knew it. But the great thing about Jesus and his love for us, even though knowing fully all well, 100% for a fact, all those things were going to happen before they happened. Jesus went to the fortress. Jesus prayed in the fortress. 
and Jesus left the fortress and he endured it. So he asked us to do the same thing. I know you're hurt. I know you've seen things. I know you've been through some things. And guess what? Some things are coming. But you can't stay here in the fortress. But while you're here, I will give you the strength that you need to go through what you need to go through. Guys, don't be a ghost and don't stay in the fortress. Guys, we got to come back. I hope those thoughts as we studied today was able to help you um, as it's helped me. Um, I know a lot of times it's, it's so easy for us to to make this, you know, even mental utopia for ourselves where we just isolate ourselves from everybody just to avoid feeling a certain feeling again or feeling a certain disappointment again. I understand it. But we got to come back. We can't stay there. So I hope this can help you. And if you know someone that needs to hear this through scripture, share this with them. Because maybe this can be the catalyst through scripture, not me, but maybe through the scripture, maybe this can be the catalyst to help them reconsider their, their thoughts. It's time to come back. I really hope that I was able to help you. Again, thank you guys for your patience with me as I'm transitioning um, from one place to another. And uh, the studio will be built, I promise. Um, I think there's going to be some really exciting things happening with that. Um, but the audio will be here. So be looking forward to that and listen to wherever uh, that you listen to. And I'm just so thankful that you guys are here. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. And Lord willing, we will see you guys next time. Thanks, guys.